All right. Hello, 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 good people of Lagan Valley Vineyard. Welcome back. Uh, it's that time of year again. Habits of the Home podcast, Advent edition. Can you tell how excited I am? Um, yeah, we're here for Advent. We're with you to journey with you through your Advent experience this year and to get ourselves ready for that. Um, and if you're here for the first time, you're listening to this for the first time, you are so very welcome. Um, but maybe you're like, what is this Habits of the Home? Someone sent me this podcast. What am I listening to? Well, I want to introduce you to my incredible co-host, Stuart Bothwell, who is going to explain all things to you now. Hey, Stu. Hey, Dana. Thank you so much <laughs> for, for having us around at your home. Um, it's so good to to be chatting about habits of the home yeah we love chatting about habits of the home we do it's, it's like, like our favorite our, thing yeah it is like we get, listen guys we just decided to record these conversations where these are the conversations we're always having aren't we 100 yeah. it's great to bring everybody in on it i guess if you are new to the conversation about habits of the home if you've joined our community in the past year and all of this is new for you it would be helpful for us just to explain a little bit of, of what this is all about we have recorded four podcasts from last Advent, um, which you can jump back and listen to if you do want to find out a little bit more um, around what this is about. But I guess really briefly, we over the past couple of years have been chatting about what would it look like in the key moments of the year to create a space, but also a resource for our families to be able to practice the way of Jesus together, to be opening up our homes, but also our hearts to meet with him, to encounter him. And so we've created these three really simple prayer books, essentially, mm -hmm. um, at Advent, Lent, and also during the summertime. Prayer books that include blessings and prayers and practices and scriptures, where we just want to invite our families to gather together in the context of their homes um, and in the key moments of the year to just be open to, to Jesus speaking. And so whenever it comes to the Advent prayer book, which will be available um, for you now, we just want to create space for morning blessings, for evening blessings, mm -hmm. and then a moment in our day whenever we gather together, we light a candle together, we focus on the presence of Jesus, where we pray together and also read some scripture. Mm -hmm. And the best thing about Habits of the Home is its simplicity. Mm -hmm. But I guess the key part of it is its rhythm and just inviting our families to engage in this rhythm every day during Advent. And we're going to talk about this later on. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be slick. It doesn't need to be polished, actually, in the rhythm of our everyday. It's the most important thing. But I guess where this comes from is a recognition. We talked about this last year a lot. There's a quote from Annie Dillard where she says, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Mm -hmm. And so what we do every single day is really important. What we do daily and often is what shapes us because it speaks to what is the most important thing yeah. about us. And so in this Advent season, which is obviously the best time of year, mm -hmm. but also it's the most important time of year for us as families to get together, to be open to the presence of Jesus. We just really want to invite our families to create space mm -hmm. where we are so busy and so distracted and there's so much in our diaries we want to make sure that in the thick of it all that we are intentionally carving out room to meet with Jesus and to meet with him together. Absolutely. And so that's what Habits of the Home is all about. The prayer book will be available to you. And we, we just want to take some episodes just to unpack it a little bit more, to speak about it, to share our reflections on it, just to help prepare each other for moving into this season. Absolutely. Whenever it comes to Advent, Dana, 
you were recording this podcast in early November, mm-hmm. trying to imagine <laughs> ourselves being in early December, but we are in that season of preparation yeah. for Advent. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Like, how are you preparing yourself for the season that is to come? Yeah, I, uh, in my, I feel like in my, somehow I've had this thing in my head that every time I get here to this moment in the year, I'm shocked at how busy I am. Right. And how quiet December won't be. Sure. Mind you, I've never had a quiet December. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why, because I think we make up in our heads that, you know, it's going to be with lots of space, only doing things you want to do. And I am fully, fully booked in my life. I am, I am coming into the season of Advent already feeling a bit over, overwhelmed is not the word, but just like it's full. Yeah. There's plenty happening. Where is the space? Right. You know, we talk a lot about creating space. I'm like, where is the space? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yesterday I was in super value. I don't even know if you're going to say that. Actually, maybe super value will sponsor us. <laughs> We're just putting calls out for sponsors. Yeah. Uh, Apple, if you're listening, yes. we'd love to invite you to sponsor our podcast. So I was in super value and I was like, there is an offer on Schlur. Already? It was from 265 down to 95p this week, right? That's a bargain. And I was get like, I went it. with six bottles. The man was like, you can only get four. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but I'm I'm hoarding for Christmas. It's the most Northern Irish thing when they're capping the amount of sugar. I know, but then he, goes, then he goes, I'll just do you two separate transactions. And I was what like, I love this man. Yeah, what but my, my point is like, I am already in my head, just completely in that space of yes. like, I have to get the things. I have to get the kids list. I have to sure. plan the parties. I have to do this stuff. And so, yeah, how am I feeling? I'm not feeling quiet. Sure. I'm not feeling chill. Mm-hmm. But I am still excited because um, we did this last year. Yeah. And I think there's something about the intentional nature of yeah. saying whatever happens. Yes. I'm carving out these five minutes a day. And it, what's really weird is I think that carving out of those five minutes, when I look back over last year's Advent, it was just as busy, just as full. Right. It was really rich. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think maybe in my head, I'm switching from this expectation that all will be calm. Yeah. And all will be still. Yeah. And I'm going, but all will be rich. Mm. Whatever happens, because I'm because I'm intentionally pursuing this, it will be rich. Yes. And that was wonderful. So I'm fully anticipating that. I think it's really important just to highlight because so often whenever it comes to building in rhythms of devotion in our lives or moving into a season when we're encouraging our church of all ages to do this, we can think that, well, this feels, our lives are already very, very full. And yet that is probably the reason why it is more important for us to build in a fixed rhythm or at least you know aim to go after a fixed rhythm yeah. of prayer because leaving this stuff up to chance well in the busyness of life then following Jesus and our devotion to him is so often the first thing to go mm-hmm. and so I guess it is the reason why we want to talk about preparing for a season of preparation in yeah. this podcast because we we should be going in with this intentional rhythm yeah. and we should be going in at least 
giving it our best shot. Absolutely. And, and that doesn't mean we need to smash it every time, but at least intentionally going after this, I think is so, so important. Absolutely. And we see this right the way throughout the scriptures. We see it, especially in the life of Jesus, where, you know, those three years of ministry would have been so intense. There would have been so much that would have been happening. And yet Jesus as a devout Jew, he, he would have, you know, every day, three times a day, he would have set aside time to pray the Shema prayer that we read in Deuteronomy 6 of, you know, hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, blessed is the name of the Lord, for his kingdom is forever and ever. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. There would have been this fixed rhythm to Jesus's prayer life. Mm-hmm. And we see that in David's life and in so many others, in the early church fathers, we see it in the church today. And for us, that is really why we're asking and calling our community to this rhythm of three times a day mm-hmm. and it could be super short mm-hmm. it could be super simple it could be super rushed mm-hmm. and that's fine but just to allow our family to engage in a rhythm of prayer that is intentional and um, because in the midst of the busyness of the season it is so important that we Absolutely. engage with that Absolutely. It, it's so important in terms of the past year mm-hmm. um Obviously, we have these three moments in the year where we're going after habits of the home in terms of Advent and Lent and also summertime. But for you and Andy, in raising your three kids, in the I guess the ordinary time seasons, mm-hmm. what does this sort of intentional rhythm of prayer, scripture, devotion, worship look like in the context of your home? Yeah, um, throughout the year, I, I've... As with all things in family, there are seasons yeah, and things shift and change. And I think that's the most um, sort of felt when you're raising children yeah, because your family seasons sort of shift with their changing world and needs and development. Right. And so when... Now it feels like we definitely change our rhythms with every season, actual literal season. Okay. So, which is one of the reasons why we did the Habits of the Home Summer, yeah. Habits of the Home Lent, which falls in the spring, because we do realize that even naturally we want to move in different ways in different seasons. Absolutely. You know? So it in the summer, it's about carving out space using a lot of outside time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, interacting a bit more with nature yeah, and teaching our children to see God, not just in an open Bible and on the sofa, sure, but actually in the rustling of the trees. There's That's a good. hymn that we sing called, this is my father's world, which is like, takes you through all of that idea of like, look around, look at everything he's made. Yes. You know, the rocks, the trees, the earth. And so that's really incredible but always at the core of it Mm -hmm. and this is something that i had was um the lord spoke to me about very very clearly one year at the core of it is the word of god Mm. so whether if it's just one verse yeah for a week yes it's the intentional planting in my own heart yes and in the heart of my children god's word yes And so for us, whatever season we're doing our 
liturgy booklets in. Yes. You'll see them revolve around the word, but not in a super aggressive way. Sure. You know, it's and that's one thing I've learned. It's like little and often. Yeah. Little and often. Absolutely. Um, we talked last Christmas about this, and I, I promise you this is like my life's motto right now. Sure. Lower the bar. Yeah. If you're having a hard time meeting your own expectations. Yes. Spiritually and with your own discipline. Yes. Your bar is probably too high for where you are in your maturity right now. Mm. And that's no shade. Totally. Like I have had to lower my bar. Yes. And that that's okay. And especially if you have small children, yeah. lower the bar. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like lower the bar. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Set yourself <laughs> up for success. That's yep. the most important thing I think when you're we should call this episode prepare to prepare, yep. right? Cuz we yep. got to get ourselves ready for even the advent season. As you are preparing to prepare, yeah. go ahead and move that bar down a few notches. Absolutely. And set you and your family up for success. The worst thing is like to end Advent and be like, we didn't do it. Totally. We missed it. Totally. We failed. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important, I think, to to have that mindset whenever it comes to this in that there is is grace to be found with all of this. And whenever we do, we're realistic uh, about the state of our life. And you know what, Stu, you've had to be... Listen, you guys, if you know... Me and you know, Stu, you know this to be true, right? When I talk about lowering my bar, I'm like two notches down because it was already low to begin with. Sure. If you know Stuart Bothwell, you know that he is so contemplative. Yeah. And has always loved from the moment I met you, you've loved prayer, you've loved study, you loved reading. Yeah. You've loved um, studying the sort of the fathers of the faith. I mean, yeah. you you're one of the most well-read people I know, mm-hmm. and your wee soul just comes alive within rhythm. Yeah. And spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Now you have a very young child at home. <laughs> yep. And I know you have taken your bar from lofty places. Oh my goodness. To lower we we are we are in like grind level yeah. right now. <laughs> Uh, I mean, do you have the bar? Is the yeah, bar there's, there's the, the bar. The bar is is hovering just above the ground. Yeah. Uh, there's this has been a an amazing year for us. Obviously, like so, Eliza is she's 15 months mm-hmm. old now, and she is oh, she's wonderful, and is bringing so much joy to Emma and I. But and whenever I speak to parents, so often I approach them sharing things like I'm just, I've discovered a new planet for the first time yeah. and you know you've, you've been living on planet parenthood for a while you know yes. so there's an element of I'm so aware of this that it, it, just to name the most obvious thing having a toddler is remarkably intense mm-hmm. she is climbing up everything she is making us laugh mm-hmm. there is everything in between there there's so much joy but there is an intensity particularly with you know, emma's running her own business right now yeah. um you know, work for me is fairly full-on at times as well and then in every moment there's this yeah. bundle of joy that's also um needing our attention and so there is a degree that we've had to reset our expectations as you've said and also respond to the seasons which is yeah. so important in that i think emma and i have just recognized that this is a season that we're in yeah we need to name that yeah and then own it yeah learn to live in it but also recognize that 
okay, the seasons will change and yeah. Eliza will grow up and our family dynamic will look different and all of that. I think for Emma and I in this past year, while we've recognised that we are in a very different season, we have tried to carry some of the rhythms that we have put in place in the past mm -hmm. through to the season that we're in, but just resetting the expectations of what that looks like. Yeah. And so to give you a, a good example, Emma and I have committed ourselves to um, pray with Eliza in the morning and in the evening. Mm -hmm. And now these are, they're scrappy and they're you know bleary eyed and they're rushed often. But we have just committed ourselves to doing those two things. So in terms of the morning, what it looks like for us is usually whenever I pick Eliza up in the morning from her cot, I'll take a moment just to pray for her. Mm -hmm. And it's a re it's the same prayer because, you know, at 5.30 in the morning. You don't need extra I, thoughts. No, I am yeah. not going to just spontaneously just pray. I need a set <laughs> prayer. And it's so simple. And just to share it with you, it's so simple. It's, it's more of a blessing than a prayer. But it's, you know, good morning, Eliza. I love you. Today's going to be a good day mm -hmm. because Jesus is with you. Mm -hmm. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And I know it may sound strange or even impossible to say, but he loves you even more than I do and more than your mum does. Mm. And so with you, Eliza, all is well and all shall be well. Mm. Now, again, I'm bleary-eyed whenever I'm praying that mm -hmm. prayer. And it's, it comes out clunky mm -hmm. because usually she's kind of Wigging playing about and all yeah. of that. So there's that. Then in the evening, we've committed to just before, like we try as much as possible with our commitments and all of that, that Emma and I will put Eliza down together. Mm -hmm. And uh, Emma had this wonderful idea that she stole from somebody of just putting a really colourful page. Um, so it's a pink piece of paper that's on her cupboard with just names of people that we'll pray for. Mm. And, so, and it's the same people. So we just literally just pray, hey, we want that family to be blessed with hope or mm -hmm. we want that child to be blessed with healing. Mm -hmm. And... We ask Eliza to come close and she'll kind of, usually it's quite adorable, she'll kiss no. like one of the names and just put her hand on it and we'll just pray a simple prayer for her and then we'll put her to bed. Yeah. Now, those two moments take in total about a minute and a half mm -hmm. in our day. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, that's probably whenever it comes to our family rhythm of prayer, that's mm -hmm. all we can manage right now. Yes. Now, of course, we'll pray in the moment and we'll pray for Eliza whenever we're going about our day. But in terms of our family commitment to prayer, yeah. that's what it looks like. But that's so powerful. And and I know I joke about lowering the bar. Sure. But I feel like Jesus was trying to teach us to lower the bar. When sure. he was like, listen, you don't have to have faith the size of a mountain. Just yep. throw a mustard seed. Absolutely. You know, and it's like that thing of, it's not lowering the value. Yes. I feel like we're either on or off sometimes in culture. Absolutely. In our minds, we're doing the most or we're doing nothing. Absolutely. And even when Jesus was like, hey, come to me like little children, you know, yes, who have short attention spans. Absolutely. And who aren't always, you know, the most spiritual on the outside kind yes. of thing. I, I really do love that. For us at the moment, in full disclosure, because I think it's important to say this, I value this family time of prayer mm -hmm. and yet for the last I want to say maybe six weeks we fell out of it it's sure. just our lives have been that insane yeah so even last night for the first time in weeks we gathered in the boys room and we the boys laid on their beds nor was in one of their beds with them um I sat on the floor and I just read um a liturgy mm -hmm. out of every moment holy yeah we 
took a moment to really speak positive things into one of our kids' lives who just really needed. And we prayed, we prayed for friends. And what I think is really interesting is I have found that the key to family devotions and family time and family liturgy is to not try to copy someone else's. Yeah, absolutely. Like steal pieces absolutely. that you feel like would work for you. But the reality is your family dynamic calls for a specific type of rhythm. 100%. I now have children who can sit for like three, four, five minutes yes. still if I you know, lead them well, right? Yes. There are children their age you would never get that out of. Mm. Likewise, there are children their age who could probably sit for 20 minutes. Yes. And so what it's going to look like for you and Emma and Eliza and what it's going to look like for me and my crazy kids or what it's going to look like, you have to give yourself the freedom to really go, okay, what is this, how, what's going to work for our family? And that preparing to prepare, yes. this is a good space to do that. Don't let Advent get on you and do what you've seen or do what Stuart's doing or yeah. what I'm doing. Really take some time. Look at your family. Yes. Look at what they like. Look at uh, how they like to be led. Look at when they're at their most calm. Look at that. And you kind of have to take up a leadership role in your family, don't you? And sort of make some decisions to go, okay, we're going to try this. This is the way we're going to try this this year. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And particularly whenever it comes to Advent, I've been reminded recently of so the arrival of Jesus took place in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. But so often whenever we think about that, we have this... Uh, I guess mental image of Mary and Joseph rocking up to um, this barn or this cave and yet the reality is whenever you read the context of where Jesus was actually born it would have been into the most everyday family dynamics so mm -hmm. homes in the ancient Near East would have had this set shape to them so a family would have lived in a single room house and there would have been a guest room either upstairs or at the back of the house but in this single living space the whole family would have lived in there, so they would have ate there, they would have slept there, um, everything would have taken place there. And then down a small set of steps, there would have been this compartment for animals who would have been then brought in for the night, mm -hmm. so for warmth or for safety, they didn't want things to be stolen or whatever. And so Mary and Joseph wouldn't have found any space in any of the guest rooms, mm -hmm. so they would have had to have squeezed into the living quarters of another family. Mm -hmm. And so it's important just to say that because if you think about the most ordinary, mundane part of your life, whether that's the place where you, your kids are mucking about or you've got your comfies on or you're making brunch or the kids are screaming or whatever, like that is the place where Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. He was born into a very typical family dynamic and that is the, the place where Jesus arrives. And so Jesus isn't born someplace off in the distance in a separate stable. He's actually born in the midst of a family home mm -hmm. in the living room in the kitchen in the dining room all of it happening there with other family members there's food on the table animals are tucked away in the corner hopefully that's not the case with our lives and apart from dogs and cats or whatever but you know jesus is born into the most ordinary of circumstances yeah and so whenever it comes to us preparing ourselves for advent and opening ourselves up once again to the wonder of jesus's arrival I think we also need to be realistic Absolutely. that Jesus showed up into the living quarters of another family. Yeah. And that's where he is born. 
And truthfully, I think we need to prepare ourselves to realize that actually, if on the 17th or the 23rd or the 24th of December, life is hectic, mm -hmm. our kids are kicking off or whatever, it's still important in the yes. midst of all of that to not tap out. But even if it is for the shortest amount of time yeah. to create space, to be open to his arrival in that moment. Absolutely. It's, it, I think it's so important for us to recognize that it is into the ordinary, into the mundane, into the everyday, even into the frantic and frazzled that yes. Jesus shows up the most. Yeah. It's almost like you just have to accept. You do have to open your arms and accept that the chaos can be a part of Advent. Absolutely. You it's an Advent isn't about separating yourself from the realities of life. Advent is about seeking the Christ child in the realities of life. Absolutely. That's where we need him. <laughs> Do you know absolutely. What I mean? Yes, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the other dynamic that I think is important whenever it comes to the preparation stage of all of this is that there is a degree of what we're calling uh, particularly parents and carers and grandparents, aunties and uncles, um, extended family who are mm -hmm. involved in the dynamic of our lives, is for us to intentionally model out mm -hmm. what is important whenever it comes to following Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I've been struck recently in the past year of the writings of Paul, where oftentimes in the New Testament we see him expressing that his life is worth imitating. Mm. So in First Corinthians 1, Sorry, First Corinthians 11, verse 1, he says, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Yeah. Or in Philippians 4, he says, whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice yeah. and the peace of Christ will be with you. And we've noticed this a lot with Eliza where we're we doing things and she is literally mimicking us. Mm -hmm. She's mirroring us. Mm -hmm. And... That's how a child develops is through imitation. Yep. And so whenever it comes to our Advent rhythm, it's so important that we take on the posture, not just of mothering or fathering or grandparenting or auntie and uncleing or whatever it is, but actually spiritually mothering and fathering mm -hmm. by saying in the midst of what's going on, in the midst of chaos, we're still going to model out a rhythm of devotion and we're going to model out a rhythm of blessing in the morning, blessing in the evening, yeah. a rhythm of gathering together in the thick of it all, just for a couple of moments to light a candle, open up the scriptures and to pray with one another. Mm -hmm. And so I guess there is that there is that invitation for us as we listen to this and prepare ourselves that in the moment when it gets most busy, mm -hmm. what does it look like for us to say, actually, this is the moment where I'm going to imitate or I'm going to model out a way of life that is imitatable. Yeah. I'm going to model out um, a way of life that even in the thick of life, I'm going to commit our family to the way of Jesus. Absolutely. I think it's so important to do that. And know? it's really important too to remember that if you, like myself so many times throughout the day, completely mess up and miss the opportunity to model a more Christ-like reaction to things, the one of the most powerful things you can do is then model uh, humility. Yeah, I'm sorry. Confession. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. Sorry. And I have absolutely learned that. One of the things I think is really interesting, I am learning every Advent that we sort of do this, where I'm preparing to prepare. Yeah. And I've shifted my expectations. I also find myself thinking a lot 
about my expectation on like the perfect Christmas. Right. I was watching uh, television the other night and already the Christmas adverts have started. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, I've gotten a little bit teary at some of them because they're good. Yeah. They know what to do. John Lewis adverts. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they're good. But it's the Lent one that got me. The Lent, you know the bowls, the Lent bowls? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The creamy chocolate in the middle. They were just. By the way, if Lent will sponsor this podcast, I'm also. I'm I'm really happy for that. (laughs) Lent, if you're listening, please give us more of your chocolate. Thank you. Yes, we will snack on them throughout the whole podcast. Absolutely. They did one, and I just thought to myself, this is where we get it from. It was a beautiful advert, and there's no shade to the advert itself. But we're so childlike in our belief of what we see when we're sold things. And it was like, you carve out the time and we'll make it perfect. And it was this right. beautiful Christmas scene where like the grandchildren are just playing with their grandfather and the grandfather's loving every yeah. second of it. And, and time slows and it's like this magical moment. And I realized that we subconsciously, we everybody prepares for Christmas. Yes. Whether you know that you're preparing for it or not. Yes. And if you don't do it intentionally, what's going to happen is your expectation for perfection Yes. Is going to get put in stone and you're going to get to Advent season. Mm. You're going to go through Christmas time and just it's going to be disappointment after disappointment. You're going to relive the grief of not having a perfect family. You're going to relive the grief of maybe not having the relationship with your mom or dad that you want. Right. That, you know, you're not the person you want to be. And it's for me preparing to prepare Yes. Is taking a really good intentional look at not just my expectations on spiritual rhythms, but my expectations on myself and everyone who I will spend this season with. Yes. Yes. I find that that's been really important for me. (laughs) No, I, I totally agree. And I think this is the reason why we are doing exactly the same thing that we did last Advent. Mm hmm. And I think partly whenever it comes to what is helpful whenever it comes to our expectations is, well, I find this anyway helpful in my personality type, is uh, things that are repetitive where we do the same thing and we get used to doing the same thing rather than constantly trying to reinvent the wheel. So whenever it comes to this prayer book, what we're not trying to do is we're making a couple of tweaks in terms of uh, some scripture readings and, and some prayers and that kind of thing. But actually what we're calling everybody to is exactly the same thing yeah. because that's the point. Yeah. Rather than having to kind of keep up with this desire for perfection yes. or newness or novelty or all of that, what we're trying to do is encourage a repetitiveness with our with our formation. You know, there's there's no formation without repetition. Um, and whenever it comes to Christ-likeness and growing in that and also fostering a culture of devotion in our homes, even though that sounds really grand, I hope you're hearing from us that actually that's worked out in the everyday. Mm-hmm. But there's something about repeating the same things over and over again that is really important. Yeah. I was thinking about that with just spending some time with Eliza this morning before I came out here, where I'm excited even though you know, she'll be just a year and a half by the time we get to Christmas that she'll be doing the same thing when she's three, when she's seven, Mm -hmm. whenever she's 15, whenever she's 18, and us modeling out a way of life that God willing she'll be able to inherit whenever she's raising her own kids or raising her own grandkids. And so there's something about the repetitiveness that is really helpful. And this is why liturgy is really important Mm -hmm. because 
I'm just so aware that for us, as we record this, Halloween was last week, and instantly you move into, mm-hmm. you know, Schlur being on offer at Super mm-hmm. Value, right? Like, and so culture <laughs> moves from just these moments of celebration to celebration. Yes. But for us as Christians, our time is shaped differently. Yeah. And that's why there is the beauty and the genius of the church calendar. It's why we're doing Habits of the Home at Advent and doing it at Lent and then doing it in summertime is because our time isn't shaped by this move from celebration to celebration. And yet mm-hmm. there is celebration in that. But our time is shaped by a story. Yeah. It's shaped by a narrative. And that is the life of Jesus. So every year we retell the story of Jesus. Yeah. You know, in Advent, we're retelling his people waiting for him and then his arrival. And then we'll move on whenever it comes to um, Lent. We will spend time reflecting on his temptation yeah. and then his ministry and then his death yeah. and then move into post-Easter around his, his resurrection. And that's why it's so important for us to keep repeating and rehearsing the same thing yeah. over and over again. And so I guess, again, setting expectations for those of you who are going to be joining us in this journey is that we're not releasing anything that's new. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's the same thing that we did last yeah. year. And it's going to be the same thing that we're going to do next year yeah. and the year after that. And that, I think, flies in the opposite spirit from the kind of consumeristic culture yeah. that we're that you're talking about, where I've become aware of this recently, that consumerism does three things to us. It dulls our imagination. Mm. It hooks us on novelty. Mm-hmm. Like we're constantly looking for the next thing. Yeah. But it also leaves us restless. Yeah. Like you're talking about of like yeah. this restless spirit of like Christmas wasn't what I wanted it to yeah. be. And yet Advent and liturgy and what we're calling us to, it goes in the opposite spirit of that where it creates space for this much more human way of living mm-hmm. where we're able to name what's truly going on with us. We're able to to be open to the presence of Jesus in the thick of ordinary life. We're able to name our griefs, we're able to name our wounds. Um, and times like Advent, it feels uneasy because it kind of sits in this in-between space. And yet we recognize that in this in-between space, we are shaped not by what we do, but by yeah. what Jesus has done Absolutely. and what he is doing and what he's going to do. And that's why it's, I just think, so important for us to recognize that we're just calling us to do the same thing over and over again. Absolutely. And that flies in the spirit of the kind of culture of our day, which wants the new mm-hmm. and the different and the novel, but actually there's something very grounding, yep. um, very realistic, yep. I think very helpful for us to be able to just repeat habits yep. over and over again. Yeah. And particularly, and we're going to talk about this in the next couple of episodes, but particularly whenever life is hard, mm-hmm. being able just to return back to what we know is good and true and beautiful and repeatable yeah. is really, really helpful. Yeah. yeah, I think you're so right. I, I was thinking today about how we don't really um, talk about the cross of Christ during mm. Advent. Yes, Um, And I think that, again, that subconscious expectation of this beautiful month of lights and magic and all. And the reality is that many of us have crosses to bear all all year long. Sure. And whatever sort of thing we have to carry that isn't perfect, Mm -hmm. that makes life a a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. 
that leaves us longing for the fullness of the kingdom of God. And I think for some people who are listening to this, maybe that thing for you is you are going into Advent, this thing you have been taught to expect perfection from, and maybe you don't have your life partner yet. Yeah. Maybe you uh, thought that you would have children by now and you don't have children. Yes. Maybe you have an ailing loved one mm. who you are taking care of and limits what you can do. And there's so many different real life situations. And we don't really talk about that a lot. But the reality is when Jesus was came into this world, yes, he was laying in a really uncomfortable manger, mm. stinky, yep. with animal poo all around. Yep. And I think sometimes it's really good for us to look around and be like, what's our manger? Yeah. What's my animal poo on the floor? Sure. And that is also a part of the story. Absolutely. That is also a part of my advent. So as we are preparing to prepare, I think maybe the encouragement is to look around your life and say, Lord, this is my advent. Mm. This is all of what I bring whether that is like a childlike wonder, you're so excited, you've yes. already got your Christmas shopping ready, you've planned your parties and you can't wait and all is well in your world. Or maybe your Advent is a little bit more like the rest of us where there's a, a lot of good stuff happening and there are a lot of really hard things happening. Yeah. And there may be some hard relationships, unresolved issues, whatever the case may be. Don't live in a denial of those things, trying to cut those things out, trying to decorate around those things, but actually allow those things to come in and be a part of your advent. Who knows, maybe the Lord is going to do something in those things mm. this advent. And I know at the very least, if you engage in that very real way, he will do something in you Yes. this advent that will be beautiful and wonderful. I think it's a great place to land, uh, just helping us to set our expectations and name our manger as we go in. I think those are the two things that would be so helpful for us as we prepare. I just wonder whether you could pray for us, mm -hmm. you know, even as we close this out, just leading us in a prayer that just gives us space to be open to Jesus, to name our manger yeah but also to offer ourselves mm -hmm. in preparation yeah because ultimately the work of preparation is us open-handedly just yielding ourselves to god regardless yeah. of whatever is going on That's right. whether that is we're slammed we're frantic we're hurting yeah but i just wonder whether you could pray for us just Absolutely. as we as we close and i guess as dana prays you know wherever you are uh just take a few moments just to inhabit a space of prayer even as you listen to the podcast yeah. um if you need to return back to this moment in the podcast if you're driving or whatever you know, by all means do but yeah. i just think it'd be great for us um yeah just to prayerfully prepare ourselves for this mm. season i think would be great that's good yeah let's pray holy spirit we um we welcome you into our our mangers mm. our imperfect places that we are occupying right now we look around our life and we don't deny any of it mm. this is where we find ourselves in this moment 
right before Advent. And Father, we say, come in. Come in and meet us here. Would you give all of us creativity to see ways forward this Advent? Ways that we can consistently meet with you as a household. Lord, would you help us to lower our bar? We want to get at the end of this Advent and look back and go, yeah, we did it. We made that a priority. We did that together. And our Advent was so rich. Lord, I pray for those of us who are experiencing the heavy, heavy burden of living in the not yet. Would you gift us with peace this Advent, a supernatural peace? Would you gift us the ability to relate ourselves to your people who were waiting for you for so long? Father, as we prepare to prepare, would you find us in our already hurried lives? And would you bring us peace that passes understanding, that doesn't make sense? In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, so uh, that was episode one. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe we're at this again. I'm so excited. <laughs> we'll see you guys again in the next episode. And why don't you remember to follow along with what we're doing? It'll be on all of Lagan Valley Vineyard's website, social media, all that good stuff. If you have any questions about habits of the home that you can't find answers to, email Stuart Bothwell at Stuart at Lagan Valley Vineyard.com. That's, that's the one. And, and we'll see you next time. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Bye.